0: Tapping in to surpassing expectations from the most successful people in the modern day, and honing in on new foresight methodologies and clairvoyance you never knew. This is your transformation station with your host Greg Favaza.
1: I have been overlywhelmed, as you can tell. My shit's not even up on my background because I oh, you see that? I yes. I had to re-wipe the computer because this brand new computer I bought somehow got a fucking virus on there and fucked everything up. So I had to delete that. I've been, I'm writing two books. I've finally finished my design for my third book. That's going to fucking punch a hole in Stephen Covey's work where I'm going to go, I am going to take those next seven habits to a whole new fucking level. Wow. Like I need to be patenting this shit, but I believe that costs like around two hundred bucks. I just can't spend it. However, I just know it's gonna
2: you, you could always uh print the concept of it up and then mail it to yourself and keep the envelope sealed and you'll have a postmark on it. So it's better than nothing at all. That's but, genius.
1: That's fucking genius.
2: Yeah, I mean I've I've heard that's that's one way to deal with that. I again in, when push comes to shove, I don't know how valid but at least you have it here well when did you guys come up with it because here's when i came up with it okay yeah
1: i came up with about uh i want to say four months ago and i've just been i'm trying to work on numerous things and i'm creating a course uh for podcasting i'm creating a course for your transformation station that will open up people's minds on creating a character similar to mine because it stuck with me when you told me about my character, it's like, this is, I want my character to be out in the world. Cause I feel like men today need to adopt a higher standard of themselves. And I feel like that will actually ripple out into people's actions. It will impact those to the people that they're interacting with. And it will just continue to disperse if people were to just act like that. And I think, just having that as a good giveaway as far as you do this course you take you vow this this little cheat sheet that i have all this stuff that i've been creating finding it will be great to get people on the email list it'll be great to continue to grow with your transformation station and then also we're doing a podcasting course we're going into that as far as or i'll do stuff to review as far as reviewing my microphone reviewing my camera and I want you to participate with that because you got a lot of knowledge on that and it's just for it's just different ways for you and I to continue to grow with your transformation station but also to grow with our audience like I haven't connected with them I haven't done shit with them and it's just it's really important that I start doing that today
2: <coughs> it's Something that I just noticed, uh, you know, a couple of my my coaches in, in the voiceover world uh, tell me that I need to have and participate in a real social presence. And I just, it, it, at the end of the day, that's when I think, oh, shit, I didn't do anything. Anyway, it, what's really interesting, Greg, is in the last two weeks, I've been more uh, social media oriented than I've been in several years. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you on my Facebook business page, you know, the professional page, fan page, whatever you call it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. I had nine, just under 2,000 uh, interactions, uh, which was up from the previous month. Uh, and And this was over a seven-day period Mm -hmm. uh it it was up like a thousand two thousand percent it was crazy just from participating a little bit and i mean a very small amount with those people that um stumble onto me every now and then i was Mm -hmm. surprised what a difference it makes so yes point being coming back to <clears throat> what you spoke of is is that interaction. Yes, um, people really they they they're into that.
1: It's it's definitely something that I have struggled all my life with, and I believe doing this will help me grow and be able to get the message out to people. I know we I know I have a lot of great valuable information to offer this world. It's just this internal barrier that I put between myself and everybody else holds me back. And I know it's just, I created it. It's nothing, it's nothing more than that. Thinking that, Oh God, if people know that I'm human, then I'm fucked, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. People want
2: to know that you are human.
1: And, Um, uh, you know, I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you even talk about with your audience? As far as that goes, I'm Uh, trying to work our, Live session as we go, so I am paying attention.
2: Sure. Sure. So here, here's what, um, for example, yesterday was a beautiful morning. I woke up, uh, I had my breakfast, my coffee, uh, and I got dressed on Saturdays in Tower Grove Park, which is just a, a block or two away from me. There's mm-hmm. a farmer's market, and I needed. I was out of local honey, so. Uh, I figure I'll, I'll just walk over to the farmers market and pick that up, and anything else that I really don't need but I want. Um, mm-hmm. So on my way over, once I got into the park, I still have you know a good mile, three quarters of a mile to go to where the farmers market is. Anyway, uh, I just turned on my phone, and I didn't have a stick or anything. I mean, you know, I'm holding it out here and walking. <laughs> trying not to, the the trail's all crooked and broken, so trying to make sure I don't fall like an imbecile, uh, and then I can't get up because of my age, you know, <laughs> and then I have to push my button around my neck, you know, I've followed it, I can't what, get up. What is that up? call? Or
1: The, the thing, like, you broke your hip, you can't get up. I forget right,
2: what. right. And <laughs> so, I was just, I just kind of went on and said, hey, it's a great morning, I'm going to the Farfords Market, I'm going to pick up some honey, you know, and and people respond to authenticity and just, you know, it was a short. It, I don't think it was two minutes. Maybe it was two minutes. Mm-hmm. Later that day, day, I went back online, and I didn't go. I, th- this is, I did go live on this one, and I think it was the first one I'd ever gone live on. Um, I'd been thinking about, what am I going to have for dinner? And it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but as I said in the video, just being authentic, Mm-hmm. Old people, you know, at, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they start thinking about, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? <laughs> um, and so I was thinking, I'm going to have this pasta. But um, it, for weight control purposes, or actually, you know, uh, portion control, yeah. I decided I would actually look at the box of pasta to determine what a portion is. <laughs> and so I talked about that. A portion of pasta is two ounces I mean, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. It's actually 56 grams, which is two ounces. There's 28 grams to an ounce. Anyway, so I I showed him what it looks like. It's three quarters of a cup of dry pasta. And it was even more terrible when I actually made it for dinner and then put the cooked pasta into a pasta bowl. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I kept looking in there like, where's Where's my pasta? (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like four pieces of it. And... But I will tell you what's interesting mm-hmm. is when I was done with dinner and I just I had a little salad, one slice of garlic toast in my pasta. I know this. you stuff. were full
1: by the end, weren't you? I,
2: I was r- satisfied and I wasn't miserable and uncomfortable and burping and farting. I, said, oh, I wish I didn't eat so much. And then later, too, I can enjoy a couple of cookies because <laughs> I had the room. So anyway, but I talked about that. It's amazing how many people popped in and watched it and commented on it. And again, it might have been two and a half minutes long.
1: So I'm curious with that, did you make did you make it appealing to you and also trick your brain in a way as far as setting this pasta in a smaller dish versus an average dish? I feel like no. like all the like silverware, all the tableware we buy is for extremely large portion sizes I think true. that's why we're all beasts in America today is because it makes it acceptable. acceptable
2: that, that is such a great point I, I, what, I, what I did is, I have a digital scale because mm-hmm. um, like I, I'm a coffee nut so it, if I try a new bean you can't really go by your scoop you go by the weight of the beans how much weight you need for the water you use Anyway, so I actually weighed out two ounces of pasta.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I weighed out in grams because that's how it was listed. So I weighed out 56 grams of pasta. I was just using little medium shells because mm-hmm. I like those. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I put them in what I call a rice bowl just okay. until I got ready to cook them so I wouldn't have to deal with it. Uh, you know, when I got ready for dinner, I just threw it into a pot with boiling water and this great Fazio's meat sauce. Um, and and then I just put it in, in a regular pasta bowl, pasta kind of bowl. But um, what you say is so true, um, it, it, and it's mostly marketing, I think, that's mm-hmm. affected the way Everything supersized in how we expect stuff to be supersized in the old days, pre COVID when you'd go into a, a really nice restaurant and you'd order something on the menu and they would bring it. And I mean, it looked really pretty, Mm -hmm. but you know, you got like medallions of beef and there's like three bites of beef, Mm. you know, instead of if it's you and me, we're going to go, uh, you charcoal grill, grill a steak outside, you know, we're mm-hmm. going to go get a 12 or 16-ounce steak and slap it on the grill, man.
1: Yeah, have hey, hey, That's not you for can't... four
2: people, really. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, assuming you have something else to eat with it, you know, you only need three or four ounces of beef when you sit down and eat. Anyway, I don't mean to get off on that, but what you said is absolutely correct. Uh, yeah,
1: and also with the fact that like, I mean, we're not used, I guess people aren't used to the fact that, yes, we adapted. We don't we don't go how we used to back then where we would have to survive off one meal that would last us for days. Now, right. there's an abundance of food. Right. I believe it's just way too much as the fact that we can go to a grocery store and get anything we want at any
2: time of the day. And, and now, we don't even have to go to the grocery store. We oh, can get yeah, our cell phone and Instacart will bring whatever <laughs> the fuck we want. I'm guilty. I am guilty. No, I am too. It's but <laughs> again it's it, so we do that we're sedentary, you know, we're not moving and people wonder how come there's so many people with aches, pains, diseases, illness, they don't feel good, they have no energy and they're overweight. Because
1: of fucking Amazon and Instacart and fucking, uh, what do you call that place that delivers food? Uh, Uber Eats, the oh, other one.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DoorDash. Or, Thank you,
1: DoorDash. Or, you know, or, that shit's so many of them popping names. up with fucking reminders. Say, oh, we got a special for you today.
2: got you covered. <laughs> and, you know, and you get a free cookie if you, you know, oh, do it in the next 12 seconds. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And I get a free cookie? Yeah. But uh, the other thing is. That's all fine and dandy. If we'll each make ourselves move and get some physical exercise every day, all of that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if we're not, in addition to that, if we're not getting out and being physical and, and enjoying the way our bodies are put together, which require movement to, to stay in optimal shape. You know, just like a car. If you don't start it for five or six days and you wonder how come the battery's dead because it's meant to be turned on and the alternator is going to keep it all charged. you know, however that stuff Mm -hmm. works, I don't know. But, yeah, we need to – exercise is so important as to what we do each day and how we feel and how our bodies work. Yes. Uh, So, anyway, I'll get off that soapbox.
1: No, no, you can keep going because right now you're buying me time as I try to figure mm-hmm. out because right now we're live cool. on YouTube and I'm trying to get us live on fucking Facebook oh. and uh, So
2: time. do you have a special software or a, a special piece of hardware that allows you to stream from, for example, YouTube and then it streams out live to mm-hmm. other platforms?
1: Right, I have a buddy who actually specializes in that in live streaming, but no, I do not have that. I'm actually utilizing Zoom.
2: Which okay, so they you not Yeah,
1: yeah, they provide you with three uh, avenues to awesome. get out there. And this is the first time I've ever used it before.
2: You know, and, is it working pretty smoothly?
1: Uh, I it out for fucking YouTube. I believe so. I mean it. I'm trying to think. I don't even know. It's just showing a picture of your face with the lazy eye going. So, it looks
2: like... This lazy eye? Yeah, it looks like it's your left one. Oh, oh, yeah, that's probably because I always forget to look at my, my webcam. Mm-hmm. Like, I look down here where you are, but then that makes everything go down here versus, especially when I'm talking, I need to be looking, I suppose, into the camera, which is really not placed in a good that's part of why it looks like I have a lazy eye
1: so with lazy eye this is what's interesting to me because I was I was thinking about this today as far as why do people have a lazy eye and then you really got to look into it a little deeper as far as okay is there vision off by chance let's say somebody has like a 20 2020 in the other one and the other yep. one's like a hundred by 20 I don't know I don't know the
2: that's how. an astigmatism and yeah that's that's my issue uh, so, but so, generally.
1: So with one eye that's lazy, it's like, is that the one that's in, that's straining all the time? Why, like, like, that's the shitty eye, and the other eye is good because it's constantly, like, open and just kind of relax.
2: Well, so it's like, oh, it's like that. several years ago, I had LASIK surgery, so th- none of that's really true. What, what you're seeing is the end result of two things. One, a just average webcam, uh, and two, like I said, where my is placed, and what I have to do is concentrate on looking directly at the camera lens. But if the camera lens is off-axis, it's like when your microphone's off-axis, depending on your microphone, your voice will sound considerably different. With yes, video, right. I need if to you're off-axis, this. you will appear, and things will appear totally different. And especially on this camera, when I move, whatever I move, Mm-hmm. The movement's all messed up, so as I move my eyes, you know, it it looks funny like this. Okay, so I think as I look at the television, the, television, the computer monitor, um, mm-hmm. it, it's this right eye that looks funky. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely listening. It Oh, yeah, not- no, no, I know that. I
2: know that, and I'm just, you know, talking as you're trying to make these adjustments so that, too, you'll have the whatever adjustments you need, and... As I told somebody yesterday, um, I like to talk. And so what I've determined is, you know, we all have about 50,000 words we speak a day over a normal day, most people. So what about those people that can't and don't talk for, you know, physical reasons and mental reasons? Somebody has to use up their 50,000 words. Otherwise, those 50,000 words still hang and need to be used. And if too many of them are hanging around in the, you know, ether, well, then our ether will get all clogged up with these unused words. So I use everybody's words that don't use their words. That's why I talk so much, I believe. It's my excuse for today.
1: That's a good excuse. And the fact, I like that as far as with people that need to use up this ether, the fact that they don't do it, do you think that creates some sort of anxiety? The fact that it's just energy that's inside them that's not being expressed thus they really don't know how to express it and that's why they get uncomfortable that's why they're just like awkward kind of thing yeah. going on but uh, then you're coming in kind of just feeding off that energy
2: because yeah, that's what you do trying to use it um, in an effort to to utilize all my pent up energy that I could otherwise not use um
1: yeah, for people who are chiming in right now, they hear you saying just using your pent up energy. I think that can send a red flag on how you being a creeper
2: kind of. Oh thing. well, I, I, you know, there, I, there's probably many people that find that I am a creeper. Yeah, uh, but I think part of that, part of that has to do with the fact that where usually in the mornings, I like to get out of the shower and just put on my London fog trench coat in a a big fedora and I like walking around outside in public and every now and then when it seems appropriate opening up my trench coat Um, and people honk and scream and wave and throw stuff and you know others give me thumbs up so I, I don't know maybe I have a little
1: creepster to me no, but, but that's what makes it okay. I, I like to be weird. Like, I want to approach a situation in public and do it in the most abnormal fashion where I can break people's autopilot. I I feel like if I can do that, then I made an impact in somebody's day because mm-hmm. they're shutting their brain off. They're dissociating just to get through their day, and I don't want them to do that. I want them to not suffer, but I want them to embrace this awkward never before seen experience into their life because they need that
2: more than anything right now they need that because that's a way to grow and I will tell you back in the day when I was in the in in corporate world and I'd go into office buildings and walk into an elevator the -hmm. door would open and there'd be five or six people you know all facing out naturally and all very quiet yes and here's how you break the ice in an elevator I walk into the elevator and I don't turn around So I'm facing everybody that's facing out and I don't say anything. I just look, you know, look around at everybody standing there and somebody will say something and it'll break the ice, but it's really funny. The expressions you get, uh, they're like, say you can see in their mind, why isn't this fuck turning around? He needs to be, I don't want to be looking at him. We're all supposed to look at the door until it opens and then leave. Yes. And it's really funny when you do stuff like that, the responses you get. And generally, it's a lot of smiles and laughing, and that's always fun.
1: Yeah, or just ripping ass in the middle of that 30-second, like, enclosed room for yeah. a second and just having like, whoa. Yeah,
2: exactly. Or, again, the the opposite, too, is true. You know, you were just in a long business meeting, and you get in the elevator, and nobody's in the elevator with you, and you really got to cut a fart. He said, well, you know, it's the middle of the day. Nobody else is going to be getting in here, and I only got to go down six floors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you let it rip, and the next floor, <laughs> the door opens, and somebody <laughs> walks in. They know it's you. There's no dog. There's you nobody talk, in no there. No, did it. Yeah. It just got out. They, the guy just, he farted and got out on the floor. Yeah.
1: You just got to own that shit. When that happens, you got to embrace it and just let it flow. Because I think people – they get real weird and awkward. I think if you own it, it would actually make you more a respectable individual.
2: Absolutely. When they walk in, yeah, yeah, sorry about the stink. I just farted. I didn't think anybody else would get in here, you know. Stop it. There we go. If you can hold your breath for 42 seconds, we'll make it to the lobby. On, I this light. Oh, shit. Oh, that's weird.
1: Whoa, stop it. Hold on. We're going to just fix that. Okay. Display up to... No, hide non-video. You still there?
2: No, I left.
1: Oh, I well, saying, you got did. you got really quiet. Like I just fucked something up. And no,
2: it, no, not at all. I just okay. I decided to take a breather. Every now and then I actually do that. Yeah, I don't try to do it often. So it says like
1: everything's running on like all three platforms. However, I'm only seeing we're live on YouTube, which isn't showing. Facebook at all.
2: So, on the Facebook page is that your transformation station Facebook page. I'll grab it up here on my cell phone.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I added you as a uh, fucking editor, so you have the ability to do anything on there. But I'm going to copy a link to the YouTube, the Um, streaming link, and I will post that on the page as well. Let
2: me get to... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes I have really fat fingers I believe
1: I think that's just happens with age
2: thank you uh, you know I was wishing you could come up with so many things but you chose to do <sighs> it comes with age I thought God. see I that, don't like the I'll fact speak.
1: that it shows your creepy face when it's the initial YouTube streaming like part it's gonna look I'm gonna post it just because
2: because of that.
1: Yes, because it's just—it's really funny looking. It's like, okay, whoa! Where
2: will I see this? Stream?
1: America's Most Wanted, right here.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, now I'm actually on oh. the Transformation Station <laughs> page. Ah, damn it! I posted
1: on my personal page. We got to fix uh, that. All right. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't want you on there. Ah, eh, too late. You're there. All right. Oh. Let's see here. What are you? Oh, what are you I listening to in the background?
2: We're we're live there. Where? On we I just went to your post to your post office to your yes. your personal Facebook page.
1: Yeah, I just posted on that. Yeah, so to we're get, we're there. But then, but that's this is just YouTube. That's the YouTube link that I copied.
2: Right. Oh, so this is not live. What I'm saying?
1: No, 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 this is live. It's if you click on it, it'll take you to YouTube. I think what I need to yeah, do but, is but set I'm it.
2: You it know through your Facebook page. Oh. So we, I think we're streaming. Let me. And it shows Zoom, so that's right.
1: Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. Maybe. Is it playing?
2: Yeah. yeah I, I just switched back to YouTube, but here's your. Hang on. Okay. Uh this if you I don't know if you can it, see that. Yeah, I can see that. I know yes. that player. I don't know what to do it. That's weird. That guy that's there, the the guy that looks like Brad Pitt. That's yes. me. No. Yeah, that's what uh yeah, people confuse us all the time. Uh it's embarrassing actually. But he's
1: yeah, yeah. quite uh, exhausting. Like you have
2: to literally wear a hat and fucking just sunglasses. Yeah. And you need a pen cuz you do I don't want to disappoint people. So I go ahead and give them the autograph. Mm.
1: You know? I wish I had that experience. How is that like when you wake up and you piss excellence?
2: You know, I'll tell you. I I see us there on your page, but it I don't know if it's.
1: See, I just switched it. now. Now it's on your transformation station. I'm going to put it on the group next. All right. Uh, I know. I should. I had this set up. I really did. And well,
2: No, it's this is confusing because I was actually going to try to do this before. Not today, but I mean before last week, actually. Um, but
1: it's okay that it's confusing because you're 90 years old, Larry. I wouldn't expect listen, it any other way. I like. confuse so easily. It's unbelievable. I just want to put a VCR in front of you and watch you struggle. <laughs>
2: Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's people listening going, what's a VCR? You know, what what's that big black said? box that you just stuck in that big slot? Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. My, my daughter was telling me, this a few years ago when my grandsons were a little bit younger, but she was cleaning out some old stuff, um, and there was a box of, uh, of videotape. And one of my grandsons said, what's that, Mom? And you know, she goes, well, you know, it's a videotape. It's like a movie Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! Let's watch it. Well, we don't have a VCR player anymore. Who has <laughs> a VCR player? I mean, who has? Still, people have DVD players, but it, you know, today, really, if you don't have one, do you really need one? I, I, you know, everything you can stream, everything or find it in a video, an MPV, MP4 format, or whatever.
1: See, you know what I was thinking. I think this would be like a great like idea for like a TV show is to actually have like a competition between, let's say a one-year-old putting in like (laughs) the little like boxes or the little squares into the square hole, the little circles into the circle hole. And then we have like a, what do you call it? Maybe like a, like a 15 year old trying to learn stick shift. Okay. So we do that. We time that. And then we do an older man, say 30 to 37 trying to figure out a fucking Rubik's cube. And then we have your ass right there yeah. on there trying to work like a DVD player. Right. See who is the first one that is able to get to the end of the taskings? I think that would be really interesting.
2: It would be. Yeah, it's like that. What is it? American Gladiators where people go through yes. optical courses. So this would be like techno something, um, you know, uh.
1: And I think that's an interesting concept. Is this group here? I don't know how to pull you it out. Know. They updated this Facebook app, Majigger, and I'm trying to... Oh,
2: they did. They did, actually.
1: ...find how um, to get to this, and it's like, no. What is going on
2: here? Fuck.
1: I will get to our Facebook page.
2: No problem. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: So what have you been up to this weekend? Anything exciting, extraordinary? Uh, no, 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 no. Before we even go into that, because I don't want to, let's go into what the plans are with your transformation station. Um, I have been, I have sucked so badly at entertaining with the audience. Just you have to engage when you're running this so soulful, soulful social influence, I would say lifestyle, this podcast and, I want the audience to know that I've been working extremely hard. I'm writing three different books. One will actually be focusing around your transformation station and it'll allow you to adopt these principles that you can apply to your character and move forward with a higher self-awareness in yourself, but able to recognize the flaws in other people. So you can distinguish people that will help you in life versus people that will only bring you down and then the other book that is focusing with a podcasting course i've learned so much as far as i started researching how to podcast back in november 2019 and i'm the guy who spends every day from morning to night on how to do something and I have links to everything. I got links to fucking Britain. Like this podcast is going globally in 17 different countries. Excellent. And we are in 32 different States of the U S and that is me being at the bare minimum because I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to create this online course for your transformation station as well as another course for podcasting yet. I haven't even come up with the names for it. I'm just right now creating these stupid slides Recording these videos of myself, which is extremely exhausting. And then I got links to over like 60 different locations where you can publish a podcast. I actually have more than 60. Yeah, I don't want world, to share the world actually how many places you can. But I know people will find that very interesting and want to know more. And that'll be put out there as well as you and I doing a product review over equipment on mm-hmm. how we can just inspire the world to stop buying this useless crap that Amazon's populating with. Oh, this is the number one seller. Get this one. This one's a fantastic microphone. No, no, no. There's a reason why it's number one seller. It's because people have bought it, returned it, and it's just complete nonsense with all these comments, reviews.
2: Yeah, and you know what? what's really interesting when you talk about microphones or you talk about a camera or you talk about a light or you talk about a supplement, yes. you know, a nutritional stuff supplement, or you talk about a body weight there exercise is. or the latest fad in anything, you know, there's no one best thing of anything. So what, what I'm suggesting is, for example, in, in voiceover, one of the most common questions you'll see on different uh, forums or Facebook groups, whatever you want to call them, is what's the best microphone to get? Or if video people, what's the best camera to get? Or, you know, if if you're wanting to get a, a bicycle, you know, what's the best road bike to get? Well, you know, it depends. It depends on... Your size, it depends on your voice. If it's a microphone, it depends on your recording area. It depends on your lighting. If it's a camera, there's no best of anything.
1: But people don't want to hear that depends, that there's a gray area. Because to me, uh, th- that makes me mad because I want a fucking microphone now. I'm impatient. I'm an impulsive individual, so and I want it. I'm like that. I'm the guy at the store that suffers when I come across this impulse little section in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. Like, I, oh,
2: what is it? Yeah. Oh, candy. I didn't want it, but now I do. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's why I think when you talk about reviews, it, the, the reviews I really like and respect and believe are the best are not the, the, you know, opening box recommendation, you know, this is the only smartphone to have. This is the best smartphone. No, you need to have three smartphones there or you need yes. to have three microphones there. And Review them and review why you really like this one for this purpose, and this one for this purpose, and this one for this purpose. And then my question is, and what you can address in those is, you know, what are you going to do with this microphone, Greg? Are you going to oh. be on the street interviewing people with noisy traffic behind you? Fuck or no. You I'm going to talk to you, myself in my lonely people. little place. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And do you have a good recording environment? So that's, that's when it depends. But you don't have to tell people it depends. You can take three popular uses of microphones today, you know, yeah. and, and like you wouldn't have this microphone that I'm using for a podcast microphone because it doesn't, it, it could do okay, but... You want a large diaphragm microphone, uh, mm-hmm. just like when you start talking about DSLRs for doing video, you know, do you want a full frame or, you know, one of those small frame, small chip? Yes. It, it, so it does depend on the kind of work you're or, or the play you're going to do with so much of this technical equipment, just like, well, should I get a Mac or a PC? Well, first of all, what's your budget? That's a big question, you know. Yes. Uh, and, and even at
1: yeah. that, you also Linux. I mean, as far as open yeah. sources,
2: it's definitely... You're technologically advanced people. enough to understand that.
1: Well, people don't... Like, I've noticed, like, with my, like, research as far as podcasting, mm-hmm. I've actually came up with so much information within this book that I'm writing that it will expand to every platform. It's marketing. It's advertising. You're utilizing RSS feeds. You're utilizing... Similar software with the same end state goal, and that's what your transformation, that's what your transformation station is about, as well as this book of podcasting, where it's a universal standard that you can apply from one focus, being podcasting, to another focus, being on a, being a YouTube influencer to mm-hmm. another focus. It's all useful stuff, and it's all out there and it's all fucking free. Yet yeah, we, we're all buying this shit because people say, oh, I have all the special answers and all this nonsense. When really it's out there. If you know how to look, if you know how to research, if you know how to read and take time and learn what you're actually trying to find, you can find it.
2: You, you yeah, can, I mean, but most people, too, the reason why having the knowledge and putting the knowledge in, in, into a, a book or a podcast or whatever okay. media you may use is people, you know, they don't want to take that time to learn. They want to grab a book and read or watch a video and learn how to change my oil. Um, You know, whatever it is, one, it's time. Time and information are the the two two commodities that are so important today.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And of those two, there's only one that's really unique, and and that's time, because time is the only asset that everybody shares in equally. Nobody gets any more or any less time each day, assuming you make it through the day. You get 24 hours just like everybody else. And yeah. how you use that time is what makes a difference to you and really the world around you, um, because again, you know, this minute we're in right now will never be here again. And now, it's gone. Why is that? Next Larry, minute.
1: Why, why, why are we losing time every day? Why can't we have that minute back? Tell me about that.
2: Well, and, and again, I don't know that we can't, at least in the dimensions in this part of the universe that we live in. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> unless you have that time machine, you don't get it back. And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist or won't.
1: Larry, are you suffering the oddball effect at this point where you get too old, you start to look back at all the good times you've had?
2: Yeah, yeah. That with the oddball, that's, as you get old, I don't believe that to be an oddball because with my old friends, we're constantly sharing in nostalgic events. Mm-hmm. And you remember when back in, you know, Ought 3, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm an oddball, so yeah, sure. uh, I have oddball events going on most every day in my life. Um, and I'm so thankful for those because if I wasn't on the spectrum, um, if each of us weren't on a spectrum of some sort, it'd be a really boring place we'd live in. You know, if we were all bots, um, yes. you know, although we'd have different algorithms, but, you
1: know. No, I'm weird. I just, I can't handle how normal people function Like I'm if we're standing in line waiting for something to happen, I'm the dude that's thinking about random things that could be possibly happening at this Mm -hmm. point. It's like what if okay, I'm in a convenience store or something, I'm number five in line, I'm already going through these thoughts in my head, like, okay, if somebody were to come into this building with the fucking AR and start shooting the place up, how would I react to this situation? Would I just Run towards that individual, take those bullets into the chest and keep trying to go forward, or would I put this old woman that's standing next, sitting next, or standing next to me, pick her ass up, and then use her as a shield, throw her fucking ass at the dude, take the weapon, or even in a sense what if a horse were to just gallop in from the rear out of the storage room? you know like what what the fuck is a Clydesdale doing in seven eleven
2: 11 bringing you a bud?
1: Yes, I you mean there's blood. always they something you deal going with the
2: whole situation quicker, faster, and easier.
1: And and what do you call those? individuals? Manitar? It's like half man, half horse. Oh, what oh. if I was one of
2: those? Like those shit. Like that shit runs meat, through half my cycle That uh, progressive or Geico?
1: There we go. We're back. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to do five different things at once, and I'm just going to say fuck it with the Facebook. We have YouTube. Live going right now.
2: You just do. You, do you have one monitor going, or do you have two? I have two monitors set
1: up. oh or man, I wish I had my other computer next to me because then I could just jump on that and see what the fuck is happening.
2: Gotcha. And I was wondering what how you were monitoring all this video-wise.
1: Yeah. No, I. I was set up before, but I had a virus on my fucking computer, and it's like, dude, like this is 2020. How the fuck are you letting this shit happen to you? And
2: well, You need my- to put a mask on each one of your computers. <laughs> so you don't have any viruses. I- I'm just saying it could be. <laughs>
1: that, that is definitely perfect timing to use that. So what do you think about what's happening today? Do you think it's complete nonsense? We've had this conversation in our last recording but I just really want to go over it again because it's really fucking hilarious to me. I don't know why it's
2: hilarious. When you talk about the situation, you're talking about the the COVID. Uh, yes, yes, stuff. the
1: COVID. What do you yeah.
2: think? no, COVID's real. COVID's very real. Mm. Uh, the, our, the people's approach to dealing with it. Yes. Are <laughs> it's just unreal. It's it's. Uh, do you
1: think the mask actually even hold anything back? Because it's just yeah. It's, like, I mean, do. what
2: if you if you follow the science of it, um, you know, there's special lighting that scientists use so that they can see particles and stuff. And so when they when we're like I'm talking right now, of course it's just me in in my studio, uh, but droplets are coming out of of my breath, mm-hmm. and the given the right light and I don't understand the technology behind it, but these chemists or scientists that are constantly analyzing stuff and, you know, they use carbon dating to tell you, well, this bone is 5,300 years old. I mean, the science is there that they can look at the, the size of and the amount of and how far your droplets go when they put a mask on it. Yeah. <clears throat> unless it's an N99 which most people don't wear out to the retail stores. But Mm -hmm. if it's anything other than that, yeah, droplets are still going to get out, but far fewer droplets get out, and they don't travel but a couple inches. And so if you're six feet away from somebody, they're not going to get one of your droplets. So from that standpoint, wearing masks, number one, again, if you follow the science, the scientists, major well-respected scientific minds and organizations have found that if between now and the end of the year, I think it was 60 to 80, if 60 to 80% of our country would wear masks, so it's not even everybody, just 60 to 80% of the people wore masks when they couldn't socially distance. Yes. If that took place... We could lower, we could save approximately 70,000 lives between now and the end of the year. Now, some might say, well, 70,000 is a drop in the bucket. It is. But if one of those 70,000 people were your significant other, your child, your mother, your brother, your best friend, you know, to put a mask on, why would I not? To make a political statement? That's Mm -hmm. absurd. If I could save a life, I would, you know? When I'm driving my car, if somebody's in the, the crosswalk, walking across the street against a red light, well, legally, I should just run them over. They shouldn't be in the fucking crosswalk.
1: Yeah, they why the, they, or, so or when are people are in and, the middle of the road, like, and they're fucking throwing a tantrum out in the middle of the road, trying to get their, getting people's attention. I mean, the prom, I hate the fact that I would have to stop because these individuals want to stand in the middle of the highway.
2: Well, that, that's protesting's totally. I mean, that's no. That, I'm gonna still
1: run them over. It doesn't matter. We're, we're yeah. running them over there.
2: Yeah, I, you know it. And again, that's you know that's why there's vanilla, strawberry, and chocolate ice cream. Everybody's got their own way to approach things. It, like I said, in in my <laughs> humble opinion, um, I wear a mask when I go outside, not for me, but for somebody else. And I get tested every week. You know, why I get is a that test on Wednesday? Uh, because I, while well, I have a bubble, and, and you know my family and those closest to me, we have our our bubbles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we all step outside of our bubbles. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I always have my mask on when I walk into the grocery store, or, you know, wherever. Um, I can't socially distance, and uh, but uh, you know, you just never know if you're walking around with COVID. I don't, and again. I'm asymptomatic. I don't have any symptoms. But, again, Wednesday, I'll be back at Walgreens getting, you know, sticking. I don't I stick that, fuck, that you know, swab up my nose until you oh, um, And, you know, three, four hours, I get the email that says, hey, negative. Cool. Then I just know I don't have it. But, again, next hour, I could have it, depending yes. on, you know. And because COVID, here's the other thing. Um, You know, I hear people debate about how serious COVID is, and I don't know if it is or not. I know that 180,000 people have died from it. Would Mm -hmm. they have died otherwise? I don't know. Did they have other issues? I don't know, probably. But here's the thing. It's called a novel virus because the world's never seen it before. So nobody really knows how it works. That's why at the beginning of this thing, which really was back in December. But, you know, if you listen to 45 in in his administrations, it really didn't, they didn't know about it until January or February. And then we only had 15 cases and no deaths and it'll disappear magically. And if it doesn't, all you got to do is take a Lysol enema and you'll be okay Mm -hmm. Um, or inject Lysol into your system and that'll take care of it. Um, the, The fact is we don't know how it acts and we don't even know if if you have the antigens because you've had it how that will affect your immune system. We don't know shit about it. It's only a few months old for the for the whole world since it appeared back in December of 19. Yeah. You know, and it's called, with
1: 5G. Are you familiar with that and the possible like side effects it could have on our own health?
2: Well, now, okay, I I've, I've done, you know, reading um, about 5g, I never really bought into any of the microwave damages to health r- relative to like cell phones, cell phone technology. Mm-hmm. I personally seldom keep one up to my ear. I'm generally on earbuds, excuse me, or um, speakerphone. 5g, again, I don't know. I just think that our overall exposure to 5g, is far less damaging than our overall exposure to the shit that's in the air from the carbon emissions that are out there. And in ultraviolet, ultraviolet. I got to stop playing with it. Rays from the sun. Yes. So, it, you know, it, look, if, if we tried to isolate ourselves from everything that can hurt us, I, I mean, we'd live in a cave and die probably at age 30, most of us. Right. Uh, so the, we have to take each risk. Each person has to evaluate their risk tolerance and in what they're willing to, to expose themselves to and make their own decisions. But when it comes to public safety, when it comes to um, a mask, everybody should be wearing a mask. I had spectrum yeah. come to my house last week, <clears throat> a couple different times. And again, they're coming Monday.
1: God, they fucking hate you. Don't they?
2: They do. And I want to, I want to touch one thing on that to get your opinion, but uh, let me finish this story. You know, I look, there's a knock at the door. It's the technician. I knew that because, you know, Spectrum says he'll be there in 12 seconds. And sure enough, there's a knock at the door. I look out the window, and the dude's standing there without a mask. He's a stranger. I don't know where he goes at night, how his families act. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in my house less than six feet away from me, breathing and touching things. I don't know. And I, I just yelled at him through the door. I go, do you have a mask? I said, where's your mask? And he goes, do you want me to wear one? I go, fuck yes. You know, and I got mine here. I'm going to put mine on, you put yours what on. What a dumb fuck.
1: Literally, he's going you know. to come up there like, like, it's you know what's going dark. on outside right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, does it help? I think it helps. I feel safer when I'm yes. in close proximity, especially to strangers, that, you know, we it's both have you a You You believe in this. I, I believe that you minimize... Exposure. You minimize your risk. I think it, everybody has different risk tolerances, but everybody minimizes the risks that they're not comfortable dealing with, whether it's financial risk, whether it's safety risk, whether it's health risk. I mean, I lived my whole life never using a fucking rubber. I don't even know how to put one on.
1: Are you Catholic? There's
2: no instructions in those packages how to put a rubber on.
1: Larry, are you Catholic? No. Okay. And you know, I definitely know that this is definitely a Catholic thing. That's what our family like. We, that's why there's so many of us.
2: The Catholics that I I knew in high school, they they um they used you know pull out. Yes. Uh, and it's that's a effective is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Like I said, my my point is my risk tolerance. And I wasn't talking about pregnancy. <laughs> I was talking about venereal disease. But again, when I was a kid. You know, there was just a couple. There was no herpes. There was no AIDS. There was no mm-hmm. chlamydia. <laughs> you know, so you got gonorrhea or syphilis. You go to the doctor, you get a couple shots, and you get well.
1: Yes, it's, um, the outcome is still detrimental to your own perception. True. Birth of a child or COVID, you know, definitely leads yeah. somewhere to different state of mind.
2: Y- exactly, and and again, like I said, the point I was making is risk tolerance. You know, what what how much risk can you tolerate? In every aspect of your life, we go to a restaurant pre-COVID, how many people thought about the number of restaurant people, if you piss them off, spit in your food before they deliver it? A lot. Or Mm -hmm. if you've never been in the restaurant business as a waitstaff or owner or chef or whatever, you, you need to realize that while they meet minimum health standards to keep their Doors open again pre-COVID and now even more so. But if you go back into a, a restaurant's kitchen, I mean, for the most part, you look around. You're probably not going to go back to that restaurant, even a fine restaurant. I mean, it's dirty. It's weird how employees are doing shit. You see an employee come out of the bathroom. Did they wash their hands? I don't know. You know. Uh, so every day we, we we deal with risk. And 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 I was just talking to my sister about it earlier today on the phone that because she wants to fly to New York to see her grandkids and her son. And she goes, but I don't want to be on a plane. And she's seven years older than me. And and I go, you know, if you stop and think about it, it it's probably okay. You're going to have a mask. They're not seating people in the middle of the, you know, in the middle sea. You know, it's a three-hour flight from her place to New York. Uh, it, you know, you got to decide, is it, is it worth it? And she has a whole bunch of other medical issues you know is that risk worth it or just wait a couple months and have Jeff and the kids come visit you you know because two if she goes to New York according to law she would have to quarantine for 14 days and then she could visit well wow. she could quarantine in their house I suppose
1: why does she have to quarantine just tell her to bring the- Lysol she's good
2: well, yeah. As long as you you know inject it into your yourself and take a handful of uh, <laughs> whatever hydrate that drug that whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, you now an you UV know, light, yeah. you'd be good. But it's mostly, like I said, the UV light up your ass in a in a mm. Clorox bleach enema yeah. or anything. It does for Sounds me. Sounds nice. You know, it's uh, it keeps you feeling clean all day. You know,
1: like going through a car wash. Yeah. But- <laughs> in a weirder way.
2: Okay, so you're going
1: to tell me, about, okay, you yeah, go ahead, you go ahead, you answer that, you send me the question, I'll yeah, answer.
2: So, here's the question, how do I know if I have fiber optic internet? Fuck.
1: If they, so, now this is interesting, so, if somebody tells you you do, usually people will take that as in. Okay, I believe you because you work for this company, so we don't have, it goes without questioning. We don't challenge that information that's being presented, which is
2: definitely could ripple out as far as what's happening right now. Well, so here's my question. You know, if my speed was anywhere close to 940 mbps, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter to me. But when my speed is 19.
1: mbps, what the fuck is mbps? I don't know what
2: that is. Megabits per second.
1: And what does that matter to me?
2: Well, okay. So when you pay $110 a month because you're allegedly getting one gig, Mm -hmm. 1,000, you're getting 1,000 megabits per second. Yes. What a gig is, right? It's 1,000 megabits.
1: Yeah, I guess. Okay.
2: So, um, and and you pay $110 a month for that, Mm -hmm. but you only receive 19 megabits So you're receiving less than 2% of what they promised you and what you paid for. When it's that slow, I got a question. Is it really fiber optics, number one? Number two, um, how do you take regular coaxial cable that has no fiber optic tubes in it or pipes, whatever you want to call those things that the light goes through? Mm -hmm. How does light go through a regular coaxial cable? I, okay, so or Google's gonna way, be coming up as I listen
1: to you. You what? I'm gonna be googling as oh, yeah. you speak here. Excellent. So get so, on your level.
2: Um and then when I when I Google it, according to what I could find in my area, Spectrum doesn't have fiber optics yet. That's what they sold me, and the speed is so slow. If it was half of what they promised, I, I'd allow myself to get screwed up the ass. Um, but on purpose. On purpose, yeah. Okay. I bend um, over. If they could cons- consistently deliver half of what they promised, they're delivering 2 and 3 and 5%. But I'm paying 100%. And what I propose to them is here's the deal. At the end of each month, at the end of each billing cycle, okay, whatever speed you actually delivered to my abode, Okay, whatever percentage of that speed is to the 940 MBPS you promised me is the percentage of the $110 a month that I'll pay you. And they go, no, it doesn't work like that. And they go, really? Because the fucking Ameron and the electricity and the gas company, that's how they charge. You know, they just charge me for the electricity I use. Just charge me for the speed that you deliver.
1: Wait, are you doing budget billing, though? Because they have that feature oh, where...
2: Right, but it doesn't matter. That's still budget billing on, on the electric bill and gas bill. It's still based on your usage. All they do is they look at your usage historically. They average it out over 12 months. Then at the end of the whole 12-month cycle, you make adjustments. Ah. Okay, but I mean, they don't. it's not a flat rate charge. It's a flat rate payment system, you know, to make budgeting easier in the gas... In the winter months, when you get stupid gas bills, average it out in the summer where, you know, they're just charging the minimum $35 a month because you're hooked up. Um, The same with the electricity. You know, in the summer, when you're going to use a lot of air conditioning and you get stupid bills, but in the winter, the only thing that's really costing me a lot is is your heating, uh, primarily gas in this area. But but all I'm saying is there's nobody... For me to check with and determine if I have the fiber optic that you promised me, other than the people that sell it to me.
1: Right. Well, then also you can do is basically what you just described with Ameren, as far as they look back on your history, as far as you can use that method, looking back on what you've been receiving, recording it. And somehow showing proof to that, that this is what I've been getting. Why the fuck am I not getting what you promised me when I'm paying it at this price?
2: Exactly. But that, that, that involves then our legal system and, and the FCC and the attorney general making a complaint uh, and dealing with that. Uh, when really, I, like here, here's my favorite example. Oh, I and love and this again, system. Spectrum would have to agree to that billing. Otherwise, they say, you know what, we'll just discontinue your service and you go elsewhere, you know. I mean, if you don't like it, go elsewhere. You saw our terms and conditions. You read them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, the fine print you barely fucking read when you're 90 years old.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you need a fucking magnifying glass the size of the world to see Mm -hmm. some of this fine print. And then you don't understand that a Philadelphia lawyer wrote it. And then it doesn't matter because they're not responsible. They're not accountable for it. Yeah, we just, think about this. Okay, walk into Ruth Chris, this is pre-COVID, so you walk into Ruth Chris or, or you know, Capital City Grill, what, whatever your favorite steakhouse is, and you yeah. sit down and you order an 8-ounce filet mignon of, of the finest prime-age beef they have, and it's $125. Again, with the fucking steak, Larry, I'm getting hungry yeah. now. I talk, I know. Yes. And then the waitress, in 40 minutes, the waitress brings out this little, well-done, crispy piece of meat that looks like, you know, the size of a booger that came out of your nose, and it's hamburger. And she starts walking away, and you go, whoa, whoa, excuse me, just for a second. What's this? She goes, piece of hamburger. Yes. But I ordered, and I see here on the bill you charged me. One hundred and twenty-five dollars for a filet mignon. Yeah, well, nothing I can do about it.
1: That's you what they're
2: that doing. There. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're they're charging me for filet mignon. It's the best, fastest service available to residential places here in my zip code, and they're delivering whatever the fuck they want.
1: How does that make We've you? We've
2: been working feel? on it almost ten days now. Four times a day, I do two different speed tests on my internet just so I have this paper trail when I make a stink, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll make a stink. I'm making a stink with them now. They, they don't even answer my phone calls anymore now. They go, oh, fuck, here's Oliver calling in. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, know, you take it. No. Give it to the brand new That's guy. That's exactly
1: what's fucking happening too because yeah. I would be doing it if I was working there, like this fucking man.
2: What well, is you, it? the other? The no, other means, no, Larry. Here's, here's what's really cool though, Greg. If you delivered half of what you promised, I wouldn't be calling up. That's true. You know, I mean, that's, I'm not asking for something special, <laughs> you know. I'm asking for what you promised in your terms and conditions, except if you read the terms and conditions, which unfortunately being old and just nothing but time, I actually read to make sure I wasn't out of line. And mm-hmm. I am. If you read Spectrum's terms and conditions, they're just like every other internet service provider around. They say, we can't promise or guarantee any rate of speed. Interesting. Now, wouldn't that be cool? Now, think about this. In your whole life, just take a wide-ass guess. It doesn't matter how accurate <laughs> you are, but try to be close. In your whole life, about how many about how many commercial airline flights have you been on?
1: I want to say, at most, 12 at
2: most. Were they pretty good flights? I mean, you know, you got...
1: Some of them were, fuck. A couple of them were military military flights. They were shitty. I wanted to kill myself on those. Not literally, but metaphorically. Those,
2: (laughs) the commercial flights you were on, the commercial flights, more so than military, that's something different. But the commercial flights. If I told you, and it was a fact, and you believed the fact, that 50% of all commercial airline flights will crash and burn, killing everybody on board. Would you still be apt to get on those 12 flights? No, it wouldn't bother me one bit. To get on them?
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I guess I'm just fucked up in the head like that. Where yeah, like,
2: no, I mean, some people, like I said, we talked about risk tolerance briefly a few minutes ago. Yes. A lot of people, because people read statistics of how safe it is to fly today, and I believe it is. Right. I mean, think of, Here, think of this. How many people do you actually know whose homes have burnt down to the ground? Two. Okay. I I know two. And I'm just, this is just a guess because you may or may not be aware of this. But out of all the people you know that have a mortgage on their home, how many people do you guess have fire insurance? Oh. It's a loaded question.
1: Yeah. But
2: a hundred percent to have really? a mortgage with anybody, they will yeah. fire and will force place fire insurance on your property if you don't have it because you agree to keep it insured. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent of those people have fire insurance unless they let it lapse and the mortgage lender doesn't know about it yet. Mm-hmm. But out of all those people, you know. I mean it's a fraction of a percentage of whose house is burned down to the ground. you just it doesn't happen the same with commercial airline flights, the same primarily with prescriptions. If the people filling people's prescriptions only got it half right, half the time they gave them the wrong dose, the wrong medication i
1: I heard that's pretty frequent that happens pretty frequently think fifty percent mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah, it, it could happen 60, 70, 80%. All I'm saying is that pharmacists have accountability to provide you with the correct medicine. The commercial airlines have accountability because if you've ever, you know, followed any of the major crashes of commercial airlines where they kill 230 people, um, you know, it's a three-year investigation to figure out what the fuck went wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the airline has to pay out tens of hundreds of millions of dollars in settlements because there's accountability. You fuck up, there's accountability. Yes. In the military, you fuck up, there's accountability. In everyday life, you fuck up in speed. You, you, you know, you go 63 in a 45-mile zone, there's accountability. But with Internet service providers… There's no accountability. Why is that? We're going to charge you $100 for, call it one gig of service, 940 Mbps, but you say you're only getting 20? Okay, you still owe us $110, even though we didn't even do half of what we promised. All right, I got to get off that soapbox. Yeah. gives me Agina.
1: And then when you say with statistics, I mean, half the population isn't, isn't even a statistic individual. Like when it comes to numbers, holy shit, like you are drowning me in my own past transgressions.
2: Literally just like, what the those fuck? all those statistics are atmospherically extreme. Right? Yes. I just made them up.
1: It's all good. It's all good though. I forgive you.
2: Yeah. No, it's part of being old.
1: You just fucking can do whatever you want. Like, just drive fast, and then you get pulled over. You're like, I'm old. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I
2: got dementia. I forgot there was a speed limit. Sorry. (laughs) You ran over three people. I'm sorry.
1: I was playing the game of five points, ten points. Don't you know that game?
2: Well, yeah. There are people whose whose lives are more valuable than others. You know, obviously. Look at the world we live in today. Yes. Uh, Anyway. I didn't mean to take us way off topic, but I was just, I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, if anybody is watching this and wants to make comments at some point in time, I'd really like to know how one can know if they're really getting fiber optic service, whether it's from spectrum or anybody else. I don't know that there are other providers here in St. Louis residential. I know business is something different, but I can't, I, I mean, I'm not going to pay for business service, especially seeing what I get in residential service.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But these people need, um, you know, to be punished somehow, you know, but there, there's no way to punish them, you know. Oh,
1: I, I agree. Um, I I need to stop playing with these buttons over here. Like, literally, I, I get over – I just go yeah. – because it's just like, I second guess, like it says we're live on YouTube and I'm not seeing too much happening. It's like, but then there's this button like upload video or go live, but it's like, wait, it says we're going live.
2: Yeah. It so happening. if you're on YouTube, yeah, if you, you already push the go live, you're live. If you push the upload, um, I don't know if it'll keep this stream going, but it'll be looking for you to upload a video that's on your computer yes. somewhere, somewhere, I yeah. think. I think. Well, it's
1: definitely working because I just pressed this button and it shows me talking right now, explaining what I'm explaining to you. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm fucking losing my
2: mind. <laughs> but is that you or is that somebody else that looks like you?
1: It could, it could be anything because it's like it's what we perceive is our own reality. Like try to look at this like we're our our bodies are like a vessel. We are submarines underwater. Literally, we don't know if there's water surrounding us. Can we just open the hatch and find out? I mean, there's that possibility that if we open it, we might drown and die. So what do we rely on that tells us what's happening around us? our own perception, our little little tools inside there that scan
2: And you know, you know that we all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. Wait, why is it yellow? I don't know if you know that or not, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's happening now, Larry.
2: Yeah, that, well, it's true. The Beatles said we all live in a yellow submarine. Yes, yes, yes. So we must, because the Beatles would never be they not never truthful lie. to us.
1: Exactly. How's that
2: for a double negative?
1: That's fucking wonderful.
2: So, no, that what you said about the submarine, it, it really got it, uh, really hit a uh, special. Area in my brain when you said, could we open up the hatch and would water come pouring in or is there any even water outside of us? How do we know until you open that hatch? Um, You know, which is interesting. I've often wanted to get in a submarine with screen door hatches and see if it would still be able to sink and rise and if the water would come in through the screens or stay out because it's a submarine. So, there should be no water in it. Does water know that it's not supposed to go into a submarine? Whether there's a screen as a hatch or a big steel pneumatically sealed
1: hatch. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking like the old school ones where you can just kind of like twist
2: and then push it outward. But then I guess all that pressure, I don't know. Do you, think there, do you think there's somebody strong enough to, you know, if you're 300 feet down and you got the, the hatch undone and no water came pouring in, would be able to push that hatch open against all the water pressure that's 300 feet down?
1: I think if we could take, I'll say, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime when he was Conan the Barbarian Mm-hmm. We bring him into this situation and have him open that. I think he might be able to get it. Might.
2: Do you think he, he? Do you think he would need like Rocky Balboa's help?
1: Yes, but Rocky, he's he's. I don't know if he can get up there. He's kind of short. Unless we give him like a little it's step ladder.
2: Really, point. That yes, he is. Yeah. Well, you know, probably. Yeah, I will tell you. Uh, I'm going to make something up potentially, <clears throat> but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not true. But 45 is stronger than anybody in the world. I bet he and Arnold could do that together. How so? They have the strength to do that. Like
1: strength as in connections or strength as in. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) is the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, Let's go into that. As far as with forty-five, who who is forty-five? Just so you know, for for everybody who's listening, because when we're saying that, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Is yeah, that would be the forty-fifth president of the United States. Yes, that is correct. Because so, I'm not going to say his name. I would not um, give him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if somebody needs to, if they, if, if you would Google. 45th president of the United States, his name will pop up. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure, unfortunately. But, and, what, and why do you,
1: why, why do we, what is your own view on 45? I think we can pick that up based off not saying his name, but we would love to go into your own specifics as far as why do you feel the way that you do? Was there something personal? Was there something, what, what, what is the takeaway we can all have from
2: this? And again, this is just one old guy's opinion. Everybody super news talking, junkie, but I am a news junkie. Um, and something, and this is going to be a direct answer to your question. I like that. Very early in on today's episode, you mentioned you discussed your character. Okay, mm-hmm. forty-five is devoured of anything like character. He has no character. And I will tell you that if you look up the three most important leaderships or the five or seven most important characteristics of a, a leader, okay, 45 doesn't have one of them. But you'll find stuff that's like maybe in a Boy Scout both, I mean, to be a leader, number one, you got to eat last. Leaders eat Being last. Fucking right. Let me tell you, 45 is the first at the table, you know, and he's elbowing people out of there, you know, because he's going to eat first. Fuck you guys, mm-hmm. you know? All right. So he doesn't, he doesn't eat last. He doesn't respect truth because he never speaks it. He doesn't respect fact because he just makes stuff up. Now, again, all politicians lie. Actually, everybody in the world lies. And if you know somebody that says, no, I don't lie, I never tell a lie, they're lying. Everybody has told and continues to tell lies of certain degrees of magnanimity. But every time you open your mouth that you lie and you lie about shit you don't even have to lie about, that's what... I'm telling you comes out of 45 to be a leader and be surrounded by people that are frightened that if they tell you the real facts about many different topics that you're putting your job at risk because 45 doesn't want to hear that. He only wants to hear what he wants to hear. Don't tell me that shit about that COVID shit. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me something good, you know.
1: So I went online hey, and the I found
2: stuff. Tell me about something good. Tell I me. Found, about
1: that. Larry, I'm going to talk over you for just one second. You do. I found <laughs> the top 10 leadership traits that a individual should obtain or strive for and I didn't just type that in to see what first self-help bullshit would actually pop up, but I went into what the military kind of requires, because mm-hmm. I think that's cool. kind of uh, somebody, anybody should be striving for something Emulate. much yes. bigger than themselves. And uh, dependability is number one, the integrity, making a decision, being skillful of that professionalism, teamwork, drive, ability to understand direction, organization, safety skills and adaptability so it looks like
2: it's he has one he has one of those 10 he does have drive i don't like this one either i'm gonna find a different yeah, it doesn't one. matter whatever whichever i promise you because i've already done the search i wouldn't have said that if i hadn't done the search yeah i've looked at several i mean i've looked at hundreds of books articles uh, white papers dissertations, case studies, what makes a leader, what doesn't make a leader, the five, the seven, the three, the most important qualities of a leader. So if does you, this
1: make you an expert, Larry? What yeah. can we do the definition of what an expert
2: is? Absolutely. I probably know more than the average guy about what I'm talking about. Only because I sit here and go down these rabbit holes and do the research. And if, in fact, the research I use is is accurate and objective to some degree, um, yeah, I, I would say that the majority of people, uh, leaders, of course, do, authors, of course, do, psychologists do, um, but we're all experts when it comes to, you know, can I tell you what I could get a consensus of 100 random people on the street would say as the five most important characteristics in a leader? Yeah, I know what they are. And and like I said, 80, 85% of random people that I would walk up to the street and say, tell me the five most important characteristics for a good leader. You know, 80% of the time, I'll be right on with those five. And I will promise you, I will promise you that 45 doesn't have one of those five characteristics now you brought up drive he does have drive and that's important for a leader
1: yes i I want to just update the the listeners with actual good characteristics when we look into army values i definitely have researched and took to heart over a long period of my time and that comes down to loyalty duty respect selfless service honor integrity and personal courage. Now, I would like you guys to imagine that. Does 45 possess that? Fuck no.
2: Yeah. And, and here's the other piece of, of 45, especially when you, you start talking about military and comparing his leadership qualities to leadership uh, values uh, and best practices in the military. Recognize here's a guy that during the height of the Vietnam uh, War, conflict, whatever you want to call it, uh, this is a guy who paid or his family paid some shyster-type doctor to say he had bone spurs, which he doesn't, so that he could avoid the draft. Now, I don't know what you call that when it comes to character, other than full lack thereof. Mm -hmm. But so here's a guy, you can't, it's really hard to compare somebody to military values when the guy was scared to death to be anywhere part of a military, you know, he paid somebody to make up a lie about a physical condition that he didn't even have bone spurs on his feet. And that's what kept him out of the draft. Um,
1: that's interesting. Like I'm trying to think wasn't Cassius clay, the uh, Muhammad Ali, didn't he try to avoid the draft as well?
2: Oh, probably. I'm just saying, yeah. I, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, I have nothing I'm against it. I would have right ended or, up in Canada. Yes. But I'm also not president of the United States, you know. This is true. And, and I also have one value. Every now and then I tell the truth. And I have another value. I mean, I, I respect people. I don't, you know, constantly, you know, hack on people that are my enemies, you know, or hack on people that don't believe the way I believe or hack on people because they look different. You know, I I mean, and like I said, most important, I'm not president. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. It doesn't matter what past presidents did or do that might still be alive. He's president now. Yes. And he's what people are supposed to emulate. You know, when I was growing up, parents would constantly you know, when the President of the United States appeared on television, a lot of times from the Oval Office, mm-hmm. talking about non-political shit, but crises that are going on, mm-hmm. you know, your parents would look at and say, now, you don't you want to be like him when you grow up? Well, yeah, but how many parents can look at 45 and say to their five-year-old son or daughter, don't you want to be like the orange baby when you grow up? You know, do you want to sit there and have, like, orange makeup on and fuck? fake hair, but more importantly than physical characteristics of the fat slob that doesn't take care of himself physically, as the past four, five presidents did. I mean, Reagan wasn't overweight. He was fit. He rode around in horses and picked up bales of hay and shit. Could you imagine trying to pick up a bale of hay? (laughs) Or him wearing blue jeans? (laughs) Picture him in blue jeans. Did I just say his name? Oh my god. Um, I think I may have, because, like, yeah. you know, I have, like, twitches and shit.
1: Look, uh, at, look at you. You're getting all, like, all excited, like you just met your first girlfriend. You're all just all happy. Know, I
2: get excited in different ways for that. Um, <laughs> and I'm actually on my second one. You know, after uh, 70 years, that's not bad. No,
1: it's not bad. Uh, I'm kind of creepy yeah. and weird, but okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm even thinking maybe I can find one that I might be able to have physical intimacy with. Um, but, you know. <laughs> I know a lot of virgins that that are still virgins at seventy, um, so uh, it's not so unusual. Uh, anyway, uh, that's so. Don't get me started on Trump. You got me started. Damn it! You said
1: his name again. You're in I, trouble.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. That lets you know how how off my center I am, and and I'll I'll pay dearly for that. I have a a. A uh, little short multi strand whip with little um, hooks on the end of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When we get done, I'm going to go outside, take my shirt off, and like <laughs> flagellate my back till I rip the skin. If punishing myself for. Oh, God, you give me chills
1: down my spine because I can just
2: imagine that happening. Yeah, like, I, I'll record it and put it up on the internet.
1: We, we can definitely have that as bonus content <laughs> to people who who actually subscribe to the Patreon page.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: We try to upload videos. I'm working out the kinks. I, I just, I really want to apologize to everybody because I am struggling at doing this, but I am not quitting. I I'm trying to run all the social media. I'm trying to run the podcasting, the videos, the Patreon, the courses I'm working. I'm writing the books. It's just like, Greg, when the fuck do you take a break? I don't take a break. And I have two puppies. And they drive me nuts. Because so my
2: question, Greg, is when can we expect to see maybe your first, your first book?
1: I want to say within... I want to give, I want to give it a month. I want to say one month or less in case something happens. I always want to plan for the worst just because of there's it's life shit happens. Absolutely. So I want to have that to,
2: to having the availability of, of actually taking part of your expertise, your knowledge, uh, learning about character and then yet in a totally different, uh, module, if you will, uh, learning about podcasting how to put it together how to all the ins and outs how you get it out there in the what do they call them podcast players like oh
1: uh, so the, if we were to look at the technical terms it's called uh, aggregators or eye catchers or there's another one but at uh, directories those are ones that you do not pay that will host your show for you there are so many and it and it's like i feel honored because i can just utilize all of these different search engines and go past the 20% that google actually allows us to so i can bypass that and find shit that's all over the place and that will be all linked into the podcasting book that i found i'm and i'm going above and beyond this book will have more links Than any book you will ever come across and it will link you to free shit if you i was doing research on actually how much it costs to pay somebody to do your podcasting for you you're looking at 50 bucks to as much as they want to charge you to host your show to host Mm -hmm. an episode and that's based off their quality which i don't want to rely on somebody to do that because I'm weird. I like things done right. That's why i rather do it. And I found every single source you could do that is free when people are charging this shit. And it just makes me mad because I'm a victim of that. I'm spending money left and right when I shouldn't be, when there's things out there that are free for us.
2: Yeah. Well, that, that'll be valuable information, especially today because so many people have things they want to share with others whether specifically in their community or um outside of their community expose whatever it is to whoever's interested Mm -hmm. um and podcasting is is is, conceptually it's pretty simple i mean it's it looks like we're just you know talking in the microphone and it's out on the internet it's just you push Mm -hmm. a couple buttons and boom it happens it doesn't um as you were experiencing earlier today, checking, are we live? Is this streaming yeah. there? there? Um, and, and that's just one tiny facet of it. The important part is what you just mentioned: make sure that it's out there so people can find it, um, and make sure you're yes. doing some relevant stuff that people want. Um,
1: exactly, adapting to the needs of what people want and how we how we deliver content. I mean, it's now becoming a live streaming society. And me, I don't like being in front of the camera. I was just who I was as a kid. I was a fat kid back in the day, you know, just of of the youngest of seven where I always got my feelings hurt, you know, and it's something I have to go through. Those are past transgressions and those are just things in your head that you hold to you that, that haunt you to this day And it's just something. I was in the fucking military. I did so much shit. There's nothing. There's not a stupid thought is not going to hold me back. Right. Kick that thoughts ass. Just shove it down. Mm.
2: Well, you. How do you feel? Some of those childhood uh, memories and events have helped shape the character you are today.
1: I would say it. It definitely made me a very resilient person, but also able to dissociate from reality to push myself much further than any individual I've came across. I'm able to get lost in my head and think more complex and understand the connection to different things that may seem completely irrelevant, but somehow I can find a way to bypass that and connect it. And then with that ability to make those connections, I can almost paint like a memory palace where I can learn new things and start storing things between those connections and make like a weird mind map of a fucking spider web kind of thing.
2: Wow. So. That's impressive. It's fucking Hopefully, weird. In, in your, well, it's weird, but I think... If you can transfer that in in your piece on your character, uh, so many people can benefit from that because we all have our idiosyncrasies. Yes, we all have our fears. We we have stuff that's from childhood, stuff we picked up and is you know deep in our brain and thought and negative. It's negative shit. It holds us back unless we can find a way. To overcome that unless we find a way to, yeah, you know, I'm scared to be on camera, but I'm going to, you know, put my big boy pants on and do it. Fuck yeah. Um, I need to for other people so that other people won't have to deal with shit that I dealt with that is, you know, just negative shit you don't need. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that will be extremely helpful. And I, for one, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Me too. And it plus it
1: provides people an outlet to fuel questions that they can't articulate in their own heads as far as things that are happening and they just aren't aware of the things that are happening. We can spark that thought as far as why didn't I think of that or that really makes a lot of sense. Now I have some place, I have something to base the situation off of where I can do research on my own time. That's what I love about your transformation station is to be able to be a voice for those that don't
2: have the voice. Exactly. Exactly. And we need so much more of that today. Uh, it, its I can tell you as an old guy how important that is, but it doesn't really make sense to a lot of people until they get to a point where 40 or 50 years ago, they wish they would have had that information, had the ability to uh, overcome so many of the the, the fears or, or the things that just hold us back from being all we can be. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you with one final thought because I'm looking at the time and I've got a 3.30 appointment, a meeting that I've got to be at. Um, Beautiful. But, you know... <clears throat> I believe now, yeah, I'm. we've talked about this, I'm very spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual. And so in, in that spirituality, what I truly believe is that each one of us is meant to take advantage of all the abundance that's here in this universe. Um, but the vast majority of us don't take advantage of it. We don't feel that we're worthy. We don't, do what's necessary to take, I mean, it's not going to be handed to us, you know, oh, here's all the abundance we promised you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I mean, you got to go out and grab it and you got to work for it. But if you know you're worthy um, and you're willing to to work hard for it uh, with a burning desire, I call it a burning in your belly. Yes. Then you can have it. Uh, you can have all of that abundance, any and all of it. And that's what we're supposed to do, I think, and it's just purely opinion. That's what we're supposed to do while we're here in this part of the universe um, that we see in this physical nature. Uh, and a combination, really, of the physical stuff we see, feel, and smell, the stuff our mind does. And then the stuff stuff our heart and soul and spirit does. And it's all combined. And it, this is not getting religious, but it is, it, yeah, it's spiritual. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's real. You know, we see it everywhere from, you know, the protozoa, the little mm-hmm. one-celled thing to, yeah. to us and beyond, to outer space, to, you know, stuff that's so big we might not be able to imagine. Uh, that's all there available for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that cosmic thought, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be quiet, uh, and talk to you, well, in the next couple of days, yes. uh, kind of wrap some of this stuff up that we need to wrap up on, on, uh, producing these things, uh, efficiently, effectively, uh, yes. quality you want.
1: Consistency. Uh, we'll get it down. I mean,
2: consistency and, and topic and
1: transitioning to a new season where we will take new approaches
2: exactly exactly and uh, i look forward to that and i know as we build people that are following us around and listening to our craziness that they'll appreciate that so hopefully they'll make uh, leave comments for you and you can respond or at least if nothing else I guess the trite saying is they can leave their thumbs up imprint, and subscribe, you know, and All probably right. nothing bad will happen.
1: Exactly. Well, Larry, I do appreciate you as always, and I look forward to seeing you on the next show.
2: All right. I'll see you then. Have a good one. You too. All right, man. Bye. Be well.
1: Well, that is it for today with Your Transformation Station. This is our first episode where we look into the nonsense of life and our first live episode here on YouTube. I do apologize. I try to get it on Facebook. I try to get it everywhere. However, Technical Difficulties, as always, here with me. And let me know what you guys think. Let me know on what I can improve, what I can do for you guys Don't forget to subscribe to your transformation station, the podcast. I will provide links in the show notes as well as check out our social media besides YouTube, of course. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to your transformation station, rediscovering your true identity and purpose on this planet. We hope you enjoyed the show and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Join us weekly on Monday for the YTS Challenge and bi-weekly on Wednesday for the exclusive interviews at 8 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at YTS The Podcast. We'll be back soon. Until then, this is your Transformation Station, signing off.